Welcome to the Freight Broker Bootcamp audio experience, and I'm your host, Dennis Brown. What we're going to cover today is we're going to talk about, I'm going to share with you cold calling tips that are guaranteed to help you get more shippers, right? This is probably one of the questions I get most from my audience, sales training and advice. They're always looking for a hack or a script or a trick or a tip or a tactic on how to get shippers. And I understand because shippers are the lifeblood, customers I should say, are the lifeblood of any business. Without customers, you go nowhere, right? So today we're gonna, I'm gonna share with you, I think there's six or seven tips I'm gonna share with you. Here we go. So I'm gonna dive into the six tips. Tip, And these are in no discernible order, but I did want to share these. I jotted these down last night because it came to mind and I said, you know what? I really need to focus in on sales for these guys because this is one of the areas that they struggle with the most. So here we go. Number one, mindset. Now, when I say this, a lot of people kind of roll their eyes and say, oh, that's kind of woo-woo. And, you know, it, it's not tactical. It doesn't have an impact. Now, I'm going to tell you in sales, your mindset is critical to success, right? It is absolutely critical. Let's think about two scenarios. You got salesperson A who has a negative uh, scarcity type mindset, and you've got salesperson B who has an abundance positive growth mindset. I promise you that if we compared the results over the course of any period of time, a day, a week, a month, a year, the person with the positive mindset, the person with the growth mindset, the person with the abundance mindset is going to produce better, longer, higher conversion, higher results. So having two things you really need to do from a mindset perspective. Number one, you have to have an abundance mindset. You can't be in a, in a place of scarcity. And what I mean by that is this, some people pick up the phone and the first thing that's on in the back of their mind is, oh, they're just going to tell me no. I'm just going to get another no. I'm just going to get another no. It's all about negative, right? So they're, they're, they're taking their internal feelings or the things that have maybe happened in the past and they're projecting them into the future. And that is a whore, that's a, a surefire ingredient for failure when it comes to anything, in particular sales. So you have to have an abundance mindset. And you also have to be confident, right? So confidence is really important because people buy people, right? They don't buy companies, they don't buy services, they buy people. So you have to be confident. And the way you get confident is by getting trained, practicing, doing your due diligence, and, and understanding exactly who your target market is and the exact benefit that you can provide. That's why I provide a lot of that training. And so the first one, number one that we just went over was mindset, abundance and confidence, critically important, okay? Very important, that is step one, you have to have that. Don't make a bunch of sales calls if you don't have those things, right? We need to get you to that point before you start making those calls. All right, number two, Gather before you make the call, before you dial the phone, gather some basic sales intelligence. Now, what do I mean by sales intelligence, right? So sales intelligence, my definition of sales intelligence, and you may have seen some other videos or trainings I've done on this in the past, is any form of data that you can gather which enhances your opportunity to get a sale. That's simple, okay? So 
What are examples of sales data you can gather or sales intelligence you can gather very simply, very quickly? The geography of your prospect, where are they located? What city and state are they located in? What are the products that the company sells? What are the top products? Not just, not just knowing the industry, but actually knowing the products that they sell. Another really simple one is recent PR, public relations, press releases, right? Articles that they've been featured in, you know, things of that nature. It, trade journals where they've had, you know, uh, an article published about them. Uh, again, press releases, anything on the web that's relevant to them. So those are three really easy pieces of sales intelligence. Now, there's all kinds of sales intelligence you can gather, but these are three really easy ones that you can use, you can gather, excuse me, it should only take you two minutes, three minutes to gather that sales intelligence. And now you can leverage that sales intelligence to have a more relevant and contextual dialogue with your prospect. Okay. So number two, gather sales intelligence before you make the call. All right. Number three, practice your pitch, practice your presentation, but don't read it. You can't sound like you're reading if you sound like you're reading, imagine how long you would want to tune in to this training if I sat here and I read, nothing screams newbie more than sounding like you're reading from a script. How long would you tune in? Not very long. You would disappear very quickly. So you have to make sure that you do not sound like you're brand new, even though you are brand new. It's okay. So you have to make sure that you practice. Practice makes perfect, but more importantly, perfect practice makes perfect. So you have, when you're reading your script, initially you have to learn how to make it uh, sound as if it's a conversation. If you have a script, I provide some sales scripts in the Freight Broker Bootcamp uh, a Platinum Membership, you can get the whole library of sales scripts. Again, I don't want you reading those scripts. I want you to make them your own, right? So you can't read your script, right? And you have to be conversational. This is what I teach. Conversational over mechanic. When you sound like you're reading, like I did just a second ago, that example, you sound very mechanical, which is again, a big red flag. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, this person is brand new. I'm going to give them the Heisman and tell them I'm not interested. Okay, so you have to make sure you practice your script, practice your presentation, do it in the mirror, do it while you're driving, do it when you're working out. I don't care how you do it. I used to do a lot of it when I was driving. I would practice my presentations and I would have my rear view mirror and I would look in the mirror and I, there was times I would practice my entire sales presentation that way. I do it now on the treadmill when I have an important call coming up. So trust me, you have to practice, right? And so that's number two, practice, but or number three, that's practice, but don't read. Number four, I call it, hey, Joe, right? So when you finally make the phone call and you get to the shipping department, right? Or the logistics department, transportation department, whatever it is, and somebody picks up the phone, right? You should already know who the, who the contact is. You should know their first and last name. But what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to say, may I please speak to Joe Smith? That again, screams that you don't know that person. And this is a cold call. The alternative to that is when somebody picks up the phone, you simply say, Hey, Joe, 
like there's a question mark on the end of it. And then you shut up and one of two things is going to happen. They're going to say, oh, hey, what's up? Like they know you. Or they're going to say, oh, this isn't Joe. This is Jim. Let me pass the phone to Joe. And then they pass it to Joe. What's going to happen is when that person gets on the phone, you're going to get greeted much more warmly because the, it it's more relevant, right? They believe that they know you. So you're automatically going to make, number one, get more people on the phone. You're going to make a better first impression, okay? And so I call it my Hey Joe tip, right? Don't say, may I please speak with Joe Smith? That screams cold call. If you pick up, if they pick up the phone, when they pick up the phone, just say, hey, Joe. And then they're going to respond, hey, what's up? And you say, this is Dennis with, right? And then you do your presentation. Then you do your, 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 your overall presentation, your cold call, right? But again, you're trying to get their attention. You're trying to make sure they engage with you. And that's, that's a really good tip. Very, very simple, but is missed by a lot of new salespeople, okay? All right, number five tip. <clears throat> it's not about you. It's all about them. So let me explain what I mean here. If you want people to talk to you and be interested in talking to you and be engaged when they're talking to you, and I'm sure you do as a salesperson, then you can't make it about you. You have to make it about them, right? So it's not about you or how great you are. It's not about your company and how great your company is. It's got to be about them. So when you want to, when you want to get people's attention, you want them to engage, you want to build rapport, the best possible strategy is to make it all about them. And the way you do that is to engage them with questions that are relevant and contextual to them, right? So here's a couple of examples of some questions that you can integrate into your presentation as a way to make it about them and to get them to open up about themselves. For example, hey, Joe, how long have you worked at XYZ Company? Zip, listen. Another one, hey, Joe, how'd you get the job there at XYZ Company? Zip, listen. Hey, Joe, do you enjoy your work? Do you like working in logistics? Zip, listen. You love the trend here? Zip, listen. Ask the question and then shut up and listen, okay? Um, another one. Here's a really great one. People love the traffic and logistics industry is dominated by mail. Shipping industry, the shipping departments are typically dominated by mail. Now, that doesn't mean there's not women in there. There are plenty of women. But statistically speaking, you're going to have a much larger number of males. So what do a lot of males like to talk about? Here's a perfect example. Sports, right? So if they're in New York, you might say something like, hey, Joe, do you follow the Yankees? Are you a Yankees fan? Zip. Listen. So those are just a few examples, right? That doesn't have to be the Yankees. It could be a football team. It could be a basketball team. It could be a hockey team. It could be anywhere in the country. Okay. So ultimately it's what you have to remember with tip number five is that it's not about you. It's got to be all about them. All right. Number six, be brief, but gain ground. Now, what I mean by that is this, you are not going to have typically not going to have a 20 minute, 30 minute, one hour phone call in your first cold call to a prospect, to a shipper. These calls are going to be pretty short. 
So during that time, you have to do what I call gain ground. And what that really comes down to is you've got to try, You number one, you shouldn't try to close on the first call. You should not be trying to close anybody in reality. So, so yeah, so don't try to close them on the first call. If your focus is to try to get an order on that first call, they're going to feel that pressure and they're going to resist. Now, if they're impressed with you and they really like you and the timing is perfect, you may get an order on that first call. I'm not going to say you're not. It does happen occasionally, but it's very rare. So your job on that call is to build rapport build relationship and to gain ground. And what I mean by gain ground is you want to gather additional sales intelligence. Now you want to gather additional data, additional information about the shipper, about the the shipping contact in an effort to try to continue to build your profile so that you can provide the best solution, the best opportunity to convert them into a client, right? So, So for example, on that call, it's really important that you get the person's email. You want to get their email because you want to be able to dialogue with them beyond just the phone, right? So getting their email is a really important piece of sales intelligence. Another thing you want to try to gather is you want to ask them, hey, Joe, do you have a bid or a lane package that I could take a look at, which is typically some sort of a spreadsheet or a document that talks about their primary lanes, maybe some of the volume, the pickup, the drop locations, the type of equipment. So you want to ask them, do you have a bid or a lane package? If they email that to you, now it's very easy for you to present them rates and quotes and capacity and other additional information to help them make a decision. Okay. And then the third one is a great question is, so Joe, let me ask you a question. What's the process for new logistics partners to get set up at your company? Zip. Listen, again, every time I ask a question, I stop talking and I listen and I wait until I get a response. So those are some examples of additional sales intelligence. Again, that was number six, which is be brief, but gain ground on that call. Really important. A lot of these calls might only be two, three, five minutes long, but you want to gain ground on that call, right? All right, so I'm going to give you a bonus tip. This is, we're going to call this number seven, right? Number seven is some of you, there's two really good strategies, right? You can tell a quick story or a fact that is relevant to them. So let's say, for example, um, you know, it, there's an old saying, Facts tell, but stories sell. So I'm big on trying to tell a short story. And I'm not talking about a bedtime story. I'm talking about something that's relevant to them. So for example, if somebody were cold calling me, I live in the Buffalo, New York area, they might ask, you know, they might, they might ask uh, or tell a story about how they took a trip to Buffalo when they were in college and they went to XYZ restaurant or XYZ bar, or they went and saw a football game, or they went and saw the Sabres play, or they went to Niagara Falls, but they tell a story. And those stories create context. And so those stories can be really important in developing a relationship, right? So telling stories and listening to their stories, because your story is going to sometimes stimulate them to tell a story or to add on to that story.
Oh yeah, I've been to Niagara Falls. Oh yeah, I'm a big Sabres fan. And then that starts a dialogue. So telling a short story uh, or a fact, right? So here's a fact, for example, rather than a story. You know, if they were talking to me about Buffalo, they might say, hey, did you ever hear of Jimmy Griffin? He used to be the mayor of Buffalo for many, many years. He was the mayor of Buffalo. And my response is going to be, well, of course I've heard of Jimmy Griffin. He was a mayor for a long time. Yeah, I read an article about him or, you know, I read a book by him or I just thought it was really interesting, you know, that there's very a lot of really famous and popular people from Buffalo, including, you know, a few that I heard of is A, B, and C. And so now you're showing, you're building rapport and you're starting a dialogue. These are just conversation starters. These are things that can uh, can improve the relationship. Because if you get on the phone and all you're doing is talking about, hey, give me your email. Hey, uh, do you have a bid package? Hey, uh, can I get your freight? There's no relationship there. You're making it all about you. So you want to be able to start developing real relationship, real rapport. And there's there's an old there's an old saying, like I said before, facts tell, but stories sell. So anytime you can weave a story in. So here's a given perfect example. Um, you know, you could talk about geography. Maybe you visited there or something that's interesting and compelling about their geography. You could talk about their industry, maybe something you've read about the industry or about their products. You could talk about their company, maybe the origin story of their company. You could talk about recent PR. There's all kinds of things you can do, but there's tons of topics. And if, and only if you are truly funny and are good at telling jokes, a tasteful, short joke can go a long way to developing rapport. Okay. So those are my seven tips for today, right? I hope you guys enjoyed these again. Any, you know, it's going to be very hard for you to deploy all of these at once. So my suggestion is start with number one and start with mindset. And then as you work down the list, you know, understand what type of sales intelligence, right? So number one was mindset. Number two was gather sales intelligence. Number three is practice, but don't read. Number four is my Hey Joe trick. Number five is it's not about you. It's all about them. Number six is be, be brief, but gain ground on that call. And then number seven was tell a story, tell a fact, tell a joke, and use that as a way to develop and enhance your relationship. So pick one of those today, start practicing, and then the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And the more of these tips that you deploy in your sales strategy, I promise you it is going to enhance the opportunities to develop strong relationships, which will lead to customers. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you did, for those of you that are still curious about becoming a freight broker or freight agent, make sure you check out freightbrokerbootcamp.com. Again, we've trained over 7,000 brokers and agents. We've been in business for over a decade. And we offer a 60-day, 100% money-back guarantee. Again, check it out at FreightBrokerBootCamp.com um, whenever you have time if you're still curious. But this is kind of an example of some of the trainings that are in there. But this is a supplement additional training that you can take advantage of every Monday at noon. So thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I'm humbled that you allowed me to be a part of your day. Now subscribe to the podcast so we can do this more often. And for those of you that take the next 15 to 30 seconds to rate and review the podcast, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. And who knows, maybe we'll give you a shout out on a future episode.